Hello! And welcome to Contest of Content. The podcast where every episode we pit a beloved TV show. And a beloved movie. Against each other in three high stakes and utterly stupid battles to the death. Our guest judge will choose which contender reigns supreme. The winning champion will receive a box of gently used hollow point bullets. A spool of industrial size 3GQ electrical cable. And a bejeweled and framed boudoir photo of someone's grandfather. I'm Shelby Sweeterman. And I'm Nick Beretta Hurricane Kaminsky. <laughs> Jesus. And this week's guest is a baker, a blogger. You may have tasted her delicious treats mm. from her blog and website, Salt and Sprinkles. Delicious. Uh, it is Sam Perpignan. What up, Sam? I'm clapping for myself. Yay. Do it. You do, hey, you know what? You deserve it. Thank you. You deserve a lot of claps. I do. Thanks so much that. for being here, Sam. Thanks for the Doritos and the charcuterie. Sorry, Hell yeah. The Dorito Rio board. Dorcuterie. Dorcuterie board. Thank you. Dorcuterie I'm not board. French, so I can't like say it. I am 100% French, <laughs> and I can say that Doritos make the best charcuterie. I plate. agree. Can I tell you that Nick came in here to my apartment, and I asked him what he brought for the snacks. And she asked that before I walked in the and, door. <laughs> and he came in, he's like, I am so excited. I am yes. so excited to tell you. And then he pulls out bags of Doritos, and I was Shelby like, Shelby oh. did not share my level of excitement. Can I tell you that one time I was on a plane, and a little girl threw up Doritos on me. Ew. And I just haven't been a fan of them. So, Yummy. I mean, you got free Doritos that day. Yeah. Though. Oh. Come on. You were probably on Spirit Airline, where they would have charged you like eight dollars for those Doritos. Excuse me, I was on Southwest. Ooh. Dream come true. Dream I come want true. Doritos all over me. I, I yeah, do. where did she throw up on you? What so part? it really it got a little <laughs> bit on my plant on my pants. Um, and the seatbelt and the sweater I was wearing, which I then let her use because wow. I felt wow. bad for this little girl. You gave her the shirt really off nice. your back. We flew from, well, I think this was like Phoenix to to uh, Seattle because uh -huh. I was I connected flight. I was flying from Florida to Seattle. But yeah, she, she just w went from being dead asleep <laughs> completely passed out to, just to throwing up sharing on Doritos with all her disgusting. So are you guys like dating now? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really cute. She's Shelby, a child. Oh, I want mind. you to know I always have that much barf on me at any given moment. <laughs> so I don't really see the problem here. That's so sad. I, I told my dad, I had borrowed my dad's <laughs> la laptop case, and I told him, like, hey, dad, I'm sorry I got some puke on your laptop case. And he was like, are you okay? <laughs> Wait, not your, you don't have a dad. My daddy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, my daddy. I love um, my daddy. So you are surprisingly only the second friend named Sam of Shelby's that we've had on this podcast. There's a lot of Sams there's in the world. There's so many Sams. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of us. It's a beautiful thing That's how many Sams to me. there are. Yeah. But uh, is, yeah. we're really happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too and to be on the podcast, talk about Perrier. And Doritos. <laughs> and Doritos. Yes. And baking. Woohoo. What do you like to bake? What's your favorite fucking thing to bake? Definitely cookies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love a good cookie, yeah. like a good warm cookie because like it has to have perfect ratio mm -hmm. of Crispy outside, chewy inside. Mm. It took me years to perfect that, and I think it's I really hard. Baking is really hard. It's actually not that hard. It's I really think it's hard. Than all cooking. of our listeners, just let them have them. Okay, no, sorry. It's not, it's not, you really think it's hard? You think it's, it's, you think cooking is harder? It's exact measurements. You have to be very precise. Yeah, that's I think, hard. Is it for stupid people like sorry. me? <laughs> <laughs> But there is a there is a certain science that goes there's into it, which you do need it, to yes. understand. I mean, okay, I, there's okay, a science Alton behind. Brown. Yeah, I, <laughs> just weigh your Look, ingredients. I am and you're the fine. Duffy cake guy. Okay. At, oh, you're yeah. the Ace of Cakes. Ace of yeah, Cakes. I'm Ace of Cakes. You have too much hair for that, though. He's oh, like super knock bald. on wood. A couple <laughs> years from now, we'll be singing a different. Okay, tune. Prince William. Oh no. <laughs> One year for one of our friends' birthdays, Sam and I went and decorated uh, cupcakes at the Ace of Cakes. The cupcake. Right. Decorate, was it called oh, really? Duff's Cake it was, Mix it was called, or something? Yes, Duff Cake Mix. And mm -hmm. you came up with the best band name ever. Do you remember? It Ooh. was Lonely Bear on Psychedelic Planet. That is trademark. <laughs> Imagine like a little TM next to that name. Don't yeah. steal it. I sometimes <laughs> feel like a Lonely Bear on Psychedelic Planet. Yeah. Best band name ever. I mean, That's pretty the good. The top of the cupcake was like a little Saturn-like space planet with just a single gummy bear on top and it, it was so I was like I'm 22 and this is relatable yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, good that times. does sound relatable good for times. all 22 slash 32 year olds uh -huh. mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. we are talking about 
movies and TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're Perrier. not talking. Yeah. yeah Perrier. Perrier won. It won the competition. It's the always the winner in my heart because it's water that has bubbles for some reason. I don't care for it. I but don't anyway. Either. But I'm glad it makes uh, Sam happy. For sure. Yeah. The, All right. Your smile, it keeps me going. Cheers. Yeah. Um, it's sunny. Let's see our battles for this episode. We've got ragtag friendship or inappropriate love pair. And then we've got a drug fueled. And then the last one is, of course, that scene from Something About Mary with the cum in the hair. I feel triggered. <laughs> did you, Sam, did you expect to, to, for us to bring up cum so quickly in this I podcast? Thought- I know you expected us to bring it up. Like at least thirty minutes ago, honestly. Yeah. Right. Oh wow! I've, yeah. I've been okay. waiting. We don't talk about cum on this podcast enough, Shelby. We should get more. Well, I can't. <laughs> oh I was like, oh man, I backed out of it. Okay, uh, well, I think that's okay. We should introduce our picks. Yeah. Grace, thank you. Legit. I feel like something fell on the floor and it was like a mm, like, like a little a percussion little, hit a good at, the end. Yeah. at the end. Yeah. It was good. It was an exclamation point actually. Great. Mm. <laughs> okay. No semicolon bullshit up in here. So the movie I chose is one that a lot of people loved as kids. Um and and maybe you know when people love something as kids, especially something from this era, a lot of times I'll go back and watch it and maybe I didn't see as a kid and I see it as an adult yeah, and I'm like, sure. I didn't, I don't like that. Uh-huh. This movie actually had the opposite experience. I watched huh. it as a kid. My friend showed it to me. She was obsessed with it and I was like 11 or whatever and I was like, I don't really care about this. And then I thought it would be good for this and rewatched it and I was like, I really like this now. Oh, I'm thinking <laughs> so hard. My, um, my mind is racing. So it's... Uh, got some crystal ball juggling, some package protruding, cult classic 1986 vibes with David Bowie and Jennifer oh, Connelly. Oh, shit. It is Labyrinth. Hell yeah. yeah. Not Pan's Labyrinth. Nice. No, but just, Labyrinth. just regular Labyrinth. The original. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth is one of the funniest movies ever. Funny? No, hilarious. Wait, you mean the guy with the hands for eyes Oh my god, so funny. I couldn't stop I couldn't sleep. The genocide? Oh my god, just crack yeah. me up. The Spanish Civil War. Just, that's wow. a fun Love pick. in a time of cholera. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a very good pick. Thank I you so much. I saw that movie when I was like seven years old and my aunt showed it to me and she loved Bowie and I didn't care. But like I, I, I feigned interest because my aunt really liked it. Yeah. Give it give it another shot. I bet you. Yeah, no, it's what really, you're saying because I didn't I like it when it I was a kid. yesterday and I loved it. So... Also, we're, I feel like it does take a certain age to kind of realize, like, I'm not saying it's an old age, like maybe 16 or something, to realize just how fucking badass David Bowie is. Yeah. yeah. Like, what a sexy, sexy You can see his dick is. in the entire movie. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Just like, like, not just the side this. of it, not just some, some Ben Affleck no, girl no, style. No, like no, no, no. It's like he's wearing these, like, tights, and you can just see Ooh. the bulge Ooh. Oh, so the it's kind of like John Hamm dick. Exactly. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right, uh, that's a great pick. This Thank is, you. This is, this is a fun one. Um, okay, so for my TV show pick, uh, I chose, honestly, one of the best television shows of all time. It uh, started in 2007. Shelby, do you know what show I'm talking about? No. Uh, you, clearly, uh, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so, so just let me clue you in, Shelby, okay? My TV show is not in danger. My TV show is the danger. A show opens the door and it gets shot in the head and you think of my show? No. My show is the one who knocks. Oh. <laughs> Breaking Bad! I am so... I am like... How? <laughs> <laughs> wow! I love... Okay, Labyrinth versus Breaking Bad. This is amazing. It was the face-off that was always meant to happen. Truly. Yeah. I think that everyone has been waiting for this battle, mm-hmm. this this contest, and we are bringing it to the people. I can feel it just calling the, in the air tonight. My yeah. whole body is vibrating. <laughs> oh, okay. I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. Uh, we can actually hear that, and it's picking up on the microphone, yeah. so if you can just Could vibrate you I'll just lean less. back. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, all right. Awesome. Those are the picks. Fantastic. Great. Okay, well, I think Mm. we should get started with battle one. Yeah. Yeah. Battle one, uh, ragtag friendship or inappropriate love pair. Hmm. Okay, 
I originally was going with ragtag friendship for this, right? Mm. Because Muppets are literally made out of rags. And she's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and um, Sarah, the main character, uh, who's like, played by like a 14-year-old girl. She's just like a young teenage girl. And mm. not teenage girl like 17, like teenage girl like she's like 15, 14, mm. 15, something like that. Um, she gets 17-year-olds aren't teenagers? They certainly are, Nick. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're you have there's like a different connotation when you're talking about like a 14 year old compared to it's like a, a preteen versus like an actual teen. Yeah. Right. It's like the first yeah. half of teenage yeah. year. It's like you could say teenager and be talking about an 18 or 19 year old, and mm-hmm. that's that's like a, a different. It's very different. Um, but this is a young young mm-hmm. teenager. Mm-hmm. She's a fre- freshly teenage, I'd say. Anyway, she makes friends with Hoggle, the weird goblin guy, mm-hmm. um, Ludo, this big furry monster who controls rocks with his voice, I guess. <laughs> He's an earthbender? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pre-Avatar, um, a one-eyed fox and a sheep dog. I don't remember his name because it was uh, confusing and I didn't have subtitles on. And <laughs> so they all be- befriend each other and they're a very, you know, ragtag, ragtag little group of friends sort of end up rebelling against the goblin king, Jareth. And, and getting uh, Sarah through the labyrinth and getting yeah. her her little brother Toby back. Oh, Toby. Toby. Yes, yes. Partway through the movie, however, since the whole the whole setup is that Sarah wishes the Goblin King would come take Toby, but she just says it like kind of on a whim or whatever, and uh, he actually does. He actually mm-hmm. goes and takes her her brother, her baby brother, <laughs> and she has to go through this magical labyrinth to go get him back, um, which. That's the setup. That's the relationship between Jareth and Sarah mm-hmm. when the movie starts out. Partway through, Jareth is talking to Hoggle, who's sort of playing both sides. He's not meaning to. He's just being manipulated by Jareth or whatever. And Hoggle mentions to Sarah, you sure got his attention, talking about Jareth the Goblet King, played by a 30-something-year-old David Bowie. Uh. <laughs> Jareth starts to get jealous of Hoggle's friendship with Sarah because Sarah says like hoggle you're, hoggle you're my friend and then mm. next time jareth talks to hoggle he's like if she kisses you i'm gonna throw you into the pit of it or the what is it called the bog of eternal stench damn and then that's what i call my bedroom that <laughs> that tracks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've been to your bedroom uh that sounded weird platonically yeah, Pla- yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely platonically. <laughs> Shelby cannot stress enough how platonic. I literally, that was. I literally just said earlier to Nick that I can't see anyone who lives as his apart in his apartment as a sexual being in any way. Like, Which is honestly a way bigger burn on my two roommates yeah. than me because they haven't forged a genuine friendship right. with you. You know. Um. <laughs> so then. Uh, oh, you and everyone. Sarah, Hoggle comes back and helps Sarah, and she does kiss him on the cheek, and Hoggle's like, oh, no, and then they fall, and they they almost fall into the bog of eternal stench, and she's like, he's like, uh, Jareth told, said that you, if you kiss me, this is gonna happen, um, so why does this freaky old weird goblin king care if this 14-year-old girl... (laughs) Yeah, right, his priorities are, are suspect. So strange. Then. (laughs) So Jareth gives Hoggle this peach to give to yeah yeah i don't peach. like that sentence Mm-mm. peach already a very sexual fruit right yes yeah. it means butt in emoji i thought it meant <laughs> i thought it meant vagina it's a butt is it in a butt? in mm-hmm. emoji it's a butt she's yeah. like oh come like i got those you know a you fat, got a peachy you, booty yeah okay but, but i thought like, it's like put put your like, put your eggplant in my in my peach it's like no that means butt oh but, well, I'm but, learning. You can tell I don't sext. But so. you can be like, but you can be like, oh, come take a lick of this sweet Georgia peach, and then you mean vagina, and then you run out the door because gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is my normal boudoir voice. Ew. I do declare. I do, I do de- declare that I my peach declare. is soaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm triggering. So, so when Hoggle does give Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, my New Jersey accent comes out. <laughs> Sarah, um, oh, give Sarah the peach. Uh, it is drugged. And oh, no, a drugged peach. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Sarah goes into this weird trance thing, and then she's at this ball where she's wearing this beautiful gown, and there are all these people in masks dancing. And Jareth keeps appearing in different places, just staring at her with these sultry, mm. sultry looks. Mm. Keep in mind, this is a 30-something-year-old man, 14-year-old girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, also it was the 80s and I feel like girls back then, no excuses, girls back sure. then looked older. You know what I mean? She does not. She does not. <laughs> okay. She looks like a child. I look at both of like, like my mom when she was like, you know, 19, 20. Yeah. She's like, she's yeah. 40. <laughs> and like, you look at like a Robin Wright in Princess Diaries. Right. I think, or she, I think she, her character is like 16, but like, I mean, she looks like she's like 23. She yeah. Looks, yeah. So... But uh, Sarah, and during the ball scene, she is like in this big ball gown and her hair's all done up. Um, so she does look, I guess, like, you know, more like a 17 Still year old, 14 year old. Super Still super gross. gross. So then she sees David Bowie, they start dancing. They're ballroom dancing, locking eyes, complete eye contact. Mm, David Bowie. While this yeah. like romantic music plays. Okay? Gross. All, and inappropriate inappropriate but at david the bowie. end mm. yeah but at the end um david bowie when he's making his case to say like oh sarah you know you don't have to leave the labyrinth like mm. you know i can give you anything you've ever wanted uh and he says fear me love me do as i say and i will be your slave Ooh, i know and she says no which is good because it's inappropriate oh, i forgot, inappropriate. I forgot she's 14 like if, yeah, I, if she that was happened 10 years to me older, now yeah, i'd be like da- yeah I would, I would go for it. If David Bowie said, fear me, love me, and I worship me, and I will be your I'll slave. I'll be your slave. Do as I say. Mm. I, I mean, I don't want to be afraid of my romantic partners. So. But I'm okay with the I'm okay with the role play in that moment. Okay. Because sure. he's not really my There's slave either. Place, I'm not going to you know? enslave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be clear about your rules yeah, and boundaries. Yeah, we're yeah. adults. We're consenting adults you in this situation. You need a safe word. But in this case, Sarah, not an No, no not a consenting her adult. Her brain's not even fully formed. Like no. her, her skull hasn't fused together yet. You right, cannot you know? give consent you when can. your skull is only part made. Yeah, it's all soft. And then at the end, she ends up, <laughs> even though she escapes the labyrinth, she ends up still being friends with her her ragtag buddies. So oh, really, nice. this has both. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. what happens to Bowie at the end? What does he do? I don't know. Stays in his, he turns oh, into an owl and does flies a lot, away. He does Looks a lot like, of cocaine and then look, reads some books about Nazi, uh, look, about <laughs> Nazi chaos Looking for magic. the next 13-year-old girl. Yeah, this movie isn't really like straight forward okay. <laughs> in every way. Are you uh, calling it a labyrinth? It, much like the labyrinth itself. And the, the labyrinth a... of the actual production was made of cocaine, right? Because mm. it was the 80s and everyone was sure. just face numb the entire Well, production. I believe we can wait till Battle 2 to get to that one, Nick. Oh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> but that is, I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. Uh, we got a ragtag friendship and we got an inpro- inappropriate love pair. Great. I love that you approached it from both. I mean... It was a very open, uh, it was a very open, Battle, it's a small yeah. piece of paper. And Robin <laughs> Lee managed to fit a lot of requirement on That's that true. one. That's true. He sure it was did. Uh, anything else? No, dude. Great. Well, then I'm ready to talk about a my ragtag friendship slash inappropriate love pairing. <laughs> uh, so Breaking Bad, one of my all-time favorite shows. What is that about? Never it heard of it. It is a show about a chemistry teacher Ooh. who takes a former student under his wing and then everything just turns out great. Sounds sexy. Yeah. It's very sexy. Uh, it's not a sexy show. It's a funny show. So um, obviously for ragtag friendship, I'm going to be talking mostly about Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Because they are one of the best pairings in modern television history. You mean better than like cheese and red wine? Modern, like, okay, I do love the cheese and red wine TV hour. It <laughs> was on NBC from yeah. 1997 to 2006, but then it got right. canceled There's because also that recurring... was... Oh, cheese had that, that problem. That thing, yeah. He and got then... Me Too'd before Me right. Too was even a thing. And then yeah. red wine was in the hospital. He was in the hospital for cirrhosis of the uh, bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> we did things. We're all, um, we're all doctors here. Yeah. yeah. So, so Walter White is when the show starts, uh, he is barely a beige sweater of a man. And Jesse Pinkman is a former student of his. I think he's like 24 when the show starts. So he was uh, a, a student of Walt's like six or seven years ago. And he was just a real, a real, I love Jesse Pinkman. I love him. He's such a good character. But yes. we can all admit right now, none of us would want to be friends with Jesse Pinkman. I disagree. I think he'd be yeah? really fun to hang out with. Like For maybe like a day or two. Like a day or two. Listen, Nick, I need to take care of him. Oh, that <laughs> he makes... He problems. Who would you rather fuck? Jesse or Kendall? From, from Succession. Um, I'm going to let you mull this over if you want. So... I think Kendall would be better in bed, judging by that yeah. season one sex scene with his estranged wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was hot. 
Yeah. She's hot too. It's hot. Yes. I like hot people. <laughs> it's a hot show. Um, it's a very hot show. So so uh, Jesse. As an annoying teenager, just had to be such a bad student. I've taught before. I know how annoying, like, those kind of, like, ha, 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 yeah. like, dumb stoner students. Like, he must have been insufferable. Oh, certainly. Oh, he's he's probably, a, he probably skateboarded, too. Oh, have, he's skateboarded. in the show, but... It's not in the show, yeah. but he skateboarded <laughs> in high school, yeah. 100%. Yo, check out my sick Ollie, yo. <laughs> but that's all he could do. Yo, he, yeah, he and he can... didn't do it well. Either. No, because, like, skateboarding, like, getting good at it requires, like, practice. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, exactly. And he's not he's not good at a lot of things, except we'll talk about that uh, later. Yeah. Um, uh, but these two pair together, like, in the first episode, when they meet and they talk, it is just... It's adorable just how different these two are. And this is before Walt <laughs> broke bad. Mm, and mm. he's just such an afraid little man. And Jesse, like, has the confidence, the unearned confidence of a 22-year-old. Yeah. And they are just diametric opposites. But somehow they become, like, this quintessential ragtag pair. I mean, seriously, they are total frenemies. They are BFFs if that stood for bad friends forever. They are total squad goals if your squad goal is to be responsible for the deaths of at least 300 people. (laughs) Uh, Spoiler alert. They Spoiler alert for the 2007 show that ended in 2013. Spoiler alert for the meth crisis. Yeah, yeah. They are almost as bad as Johnson & Johnson. I know that's not meth. Um, But so this idea of a shitty former student and a a beige chemistry teacher is just the perfect ragtag friendship and partnership. Yeah. Because they they are they're not just friends. They're not really friends. Their friendship is based completely in their business, but you cannot deny that they have this weird connection to each other. Yeah. It's sort of father-son, it's sort of mentor, mentee. It's a very interesting relationship that is honestly, it shouldn't work as well as it does for the show. It shouldn't work as well as it does for the characters in the show. But they build an entire meth empire. I will say that I think the the, the pairing of it that I think makes it work really well is mm-hmm. the fact that the entire time Walt is a uh, manipulative social, sociopath he, and Jesse is a vulnerable, like, sweethearted person. You get it. Yeah. No, absolutely, 100%. That was my next point is like like it's it's definitely ragtag because this is not an even friendship. This mm-hmm. is not an even partnership. Walt is constantly manipulating, lying, doing anything he can to squeeze every last inch of usability out of Jesse. He fucks him over. He so fucks many him times. over so many every times. Every episode, yeah. He yeah. almost he basically is responsible. He's not responsible for the death of his girlfriend, but he uh, eh, I disagree. He, no. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he's is. responsible for it, but he lets it happen. Which is I, think that, yeah, I, think, I think it makes him responsible. <laughs> yeah. He also poisoned a child. He uh-huh. poisoned. I watched that episode today. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so good. Poor Brock. Also, yeah. another poor thing about Brock's life is that his name is, is Brock. It's Brock. It's a bad you know, name. I didn't care for it, but you know, I really like the the group Brockhampton. <laughs> Wait, great. I like Brockhampton. Yeah. I don't, I we don't should know talk about we should talk about Brockhampton. We should. Yeah. They're like a they're like a hip hop. This boy is band. now a Brockhampton podcast. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the word Brock remind uh I Pokemon. I, I realize that all I do is talk about the Simpsons on this, oh. but do you remember the Simpsons thing where he's Bart is looking for his name at Itching Scratchy Land yes. on the license plates? And it's like Bort, who the hell's <laughs> name is Bort? And then it's like Excuse oh. me, did you say my name? <laughs> Mom, I want to bort one. There's none left, honey. Like, yeah, that's what the word brock reminds me of. My son's name is also bort. My son's name is also bort. <laughs> um, but so Walt 100% just manipulates this, yeah. this young, impressionable. And Jesse, I'm going to get more into it later, but like Jesse, he really is trying. Is he perfect? No, he's, he's bad. I mean, he's not a good guy, but he fucking tries, man. He's got the heart like sort of in the right place. Yeah. And Walt just really runs him through it. However, there are several key moments in the show where Walt, like, it seems against his character type, goes out of his way to protect and even save Jesse's life. There is a genuine love there that is surprising. Uh, In episode, season three, episode 12, Half Measure, uh, Jesse finds out that two of Gustavo Fring's drug dealers killed his girlfriend's little brother. There's a lot of names there, don't worry. But so he's going to go kill these two drug dealers because they killed a kid. And, like, it's not going to go well. Jesse is going to get killed doing this. And last moment, Walt runs two fucking dudes over. 
with his car and then shoots one of them in the head. And like Walt's still technically a chemistry teacher at this point and he blows a drug dealer's head off to save Jesse. I'm having such a hard time because I disagree with this I disagree so too. much. Because Walt, he needs Jesse mm-hmm. to keep his empire no, going. No, but honestly, at and that moment, he does not need to save Jesse's life. It would be so much easier for him and his life and his family. It would be so much easier to let Jesse die. If he had let Jesse die in that moment, he would have had a beautiful partnership with Gustavo Fring. The reason that him and Gustavo's relationship oh. soured is because he killed those two drug dealers. But Nick, he's <laughs> like yes. Jesse is his like mind control pawn. But when you're dealing with manipulative people, they do really nice things sometimes to keep you there with them. <laughs> well, remember how part of this is ragtag? Yeah. That implies that it's not perfect. Exactly. I mean, it implies that they're different. But I do <laughs> firmly state that Walt has genuine affection for Jesse. It very rarely comes out like authentically, but he in his own twisted horrible way, he really does have an affinity and case in point, uh season 4 episode 3 or 4, actually I don't remember. It's actually later in the season. But uh he misses uh Walter misses Walt Jr.'s birthday because he uh got beat up by Jesse, mm-hmm. and he's all fucked up, and he mixes his uh, pain meds and alcohol, and he misses Junior's birthday. And then um, Walter Jr. comes, and he like kind of tucks him in, and he lets him talk. And then as Walter's like, he, he put his dad to bed, and then Walter Jr.'s walking out of the door, and uh, Walter Ju- Walt's like, uh, Brian Cranston's like, oh, did you get the car? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you like it? And he's like, yeah, I love it. And he's like, that's good. Oh, that's good, Jesse. He calls his son Jesse. So he has genuine affection for him. It's, Walt is a horrible person. Again, I have a different interpretation of that, but I feel like it's going to get off off topic and we should probably, I'll let you move on with your point. But just know I am marking this down as maybe the first time I've genuinely disagreed with your argument about something. (laughs) And that's okay, other than the fact that I'm going to cry tonight. Um, But also, another point is that this friendship shouldn't work, and it wasn't even supposed to work, because Jesse was actually supposed to die at the end of season one. They were supposed to kill the character, and that Mm -hmm. was it, but they loved these two together so much, and the many dynamics that they could explore for the show, so they had to keep Jesse alive. Yeah. And then, really quick, this is also about inappropriate love pairings, and a teacher, a 50-year-old teacher hooking up with his former 22-year-old male student is very inappropriate. Yes. That doesn't happen in the show. However, <laughs> they, they, there's, there's a lot of, like, male, you know, like, testosterone-y there's uh, tension going There's a lot of going, going on yeah. in that they, meth lab. They fight a lot. There's a lot of like, shirtless moments. In their underpants. Yeah. They, yeah. He, Walt's always in his tidy whiteies. Like, For a reason. They're always, like, about to maybe just maybe plant one on each other. But <laughs> I wanted to see if the internet felt the same way I did. Oh, the... Ch- I can guarantee that the internet felt the same way. Oh, they do. <laughs> and uh, I read a few different fan fiction Ooh, uh, Walt and Jesse. I love fan fiction. This is this one is very short. Yes. It's very weird. It's also my favorite. This is so I'm gonna read it to you. Some some Walt and Jesse fan fiction. But it did is, you write this? No. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't write Let's this. Let's get some citations up in here. Uh Wattpad.com slash two nine eight one seven six one two three breaking bad of book of smut you're a robot what yeah okay walt's pov i was just going along my normal everyday schedule nothing new like usual i drove walter jr to the high school everything was going just fine until i got a phone call it was jesse so i picked it up hello jesse's pov yo mr white walt's pov I heard Jesse's dumbass through the phone. God, I hated his voice so much. But there's something about it that made me feel a little horny. Oh. No. No. I'm not gay. Jesse's POV. Okay, he wasn't answering. I don't know why, but he just wasn't. So I said something, uh, Mr. White. Walt's POV. I heard Jesse's through the phone again. Oh, God, his voice. It sounded so stupid. But then again so attractive wow i sighed i need to tell him how i really feel 
That's the end of the story. Wait, oh, what a nice little, what And then he wrote, okay, homies, I'm going to end this here for now. This will be a part two. I might not immediately start on it because school. So in the meantime, you guys enjoy <laughs> this because I actually decided to keep writing this story. So you guys have a great night slash day. If I write the second part, be surprised. I had enough spare time to write it at all. What's the author's name? The Golden Spy, one, two, three, four. Great. Wow. Thank you, Golden Spy. I hope you're doing Thank well, you, Golden, Golden Spy. Spy. Yeah. <laughs> hope you're listening. I'm, I'm sure you're not, but I hope you're doing okay. We are homework. a fan of, of fan fiction. Fans we are. Podcast. We love it on this podcast. Yeah. So um, uh, we got both of them. We got a ragtag mm-hmm. friendship, also partnership. Um, I maybe thought. No, that's what I thought the whole time. And uh, inappropriate <laughs> love pairing. Sure. Breaking bad. All right. Let's move on to battle two. Just like my weekend, fueled by drugs. Sam is holding it up like yeah, a, like a wrestling nice announcer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Round two. Really all good. the like audience a- can see now. Uh, all right, so I don't know if you guys know a little. If, have you guys seen Breaking Bad? Of course. Do you like it? Yeah. It's a fine program. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about drugs. Okay. It's about drugs. When I first heard the plot of Breaking Bad, I was like, no thanks. Right? I was like, oh, a chemistry teacher whose son is handicapped or disabled and has to has has to pay his medical bills and then sells meth like i was like this is too I was much like, like i hate high school chemistry why do i want to do that all it. over again why mm. would i want to learn about no. it and it just sounded like tragedy on top of tragedy on top of tragedy little did i know it's actually a very funny show and it was very... on amc like what was on amc back then mad men oh never seen it mad men <laughs> mad men's pretty great uh it's got a lot of ragtag friendships in it too yeah um but uh so Breaking Bad is way more of a crime show than it is like a drama more, you know? Like I definitely put it in the Did I already say crime show? Yeah. It's a crime show. Okay. <laughs> and it is 100% fueled by drugs. In particular, methamphetamine. Even more in particular, blue methamphetamine because that's that great ass shit they make them big ass blue rocks. Mm. I don't do meth anymore. But it looks so good that I kind of want to try it. Right? And crystals are like so hot right now. I feel They're like so hot it would right look now. really good like on your nightstand yeah. or like in your bathroom. They're like, oh, what kind of energy do you get from those? And I'm like, I can take apart every single radio <laughs> in my house <laughs> and never put them back together. I have so much energy from these. Uh, this show is, it's a really great show about the human, about like, you know, like what humans are capable of and the change that people are. Uh, willing to do when pressed into the corner but it's really i mean but it's about drugs it's very much a show about the selling and producing and manufacturing of illicit substances mm-hmm. did, did anyone actually learn how to make meth by watching that show because i can um, never follow how they made it no but people did make blue meth but they there's no way to really make meth blue that's not real so people would just add food coloring Oh. to meth for years like that was a regular occurrence huh. but they did i actually do know because i've like on commentaries and stuff they do change like like it's very chemically accurate but they'll change like one tiny little word like every couple sentences to like make it so you can't do it at home I right see. so you're not like following a recipe yeah 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 yeah. like how in uh fight club they had to change one of the lines because they actually said how to make bombs in it Hmm. So oh. they said, like, you can make a bomb, you, you can make uh, nitroglycerin using, like, gasoline and orange juice. Like, that's Are men true. okay? No. No, never. <laughs> is, 100% it, like, never oh, of the time. The boys is, are not all right. This is what they're, like, writing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, we just read the fan fiction. Men are not okay. So the show is very fueled by drugs, but um, not just that. Every character is fueled by drugs. However, not literally, figuratively. Oh, crazy. Oh, my God. So every single character on the show is somehow, like, just, like, they're all intertwined with drugs. Like, it all is, like, a driving force in all their lives, but for different reasons. Some of them, because they choose it to be this way. Some of it, it's not their fault. It's just the situation they were put in. But every single character's lives are fueled by drugs. And I'd like to go through every single main character and how their lives are fueled by drugs. Skyler, Skyler. I was Team Skyler from the beginning. Nobody... Skyler got such a bad. No rap. one liked her. I, I was like, like her. I am Skyler. She does. I'm gonna talk about it a little more. I've mm-hmm. got some. I've got some pro Skyler coming up. Thank but, you. But uh, she's great. I mean, she's not great, but she's making the best of a very bad situation. Relatable. 
So Sky, uh, Skylar, her her life is fueled by drugs in kind of, I'm starting with Skylar because you just mentioned her. Thank um, you. This is the one where it's not her choice at all, but it's kind of based on resentment. Like she has to kind of go along with her husband's drug selling and making because she she does want the money, but she also can't tell her children how awful her husband is, how awful their father is. So she's going along with it, but she hates every second of it. Now, Walter. Walter's life is, in this show is fueled by drugs, but it's not about drugs. It's about money. But it's not really about money. It's about fucking power. Mm-hmm. It's about him feeling insignificant and overlooked his whole life. So drugs are the first time that he's actually able to get people to respect him the way that he feels he should be respected. Jesse's life is sometimes literally fueled by drugs because he has a lot of problems and he's a, you know uh, an addict and he's got a lot of things to work through. But for him, drugs is kind of more about acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this thing that like brings him friendship and brings him connections. And yeah. It, the it, real drugs were the friends we made along the way. 100% of the time. You know, it turned out I wasn't even talking to all my friends when I was on mushrooms. <laughs> I was just on mushrooms. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like a coping mechanism for her, for him. It's very sad, but like he uses it as a way to be able to be more comfortable with himself and in his own bodies. And it's, I mean, it gives him money, but that's just so he can like spend time with his, with other people. When he gets money, he just throws it away having a good time to cope with all the horrible shit going on in his life. Uh, there's Gustavo Fring who uses, whose, whose life is completely fueled by drugs, but his is for revenge because his partner was killed by... Uh, Tio Salamanca, and he is using drugs to accrue power, and, but it's not about power, it's about destroying the people who have wronged him. Uh, Hank, Hank Schrader, a DEA agent, his life is completely fueled by drugs, but it's not about drugs, it's about justice. He's actually a good guy with like a straight moral compass, and he wants to do the right thing, and he wants to put bad people in jail. Um, Mike Ermintrau, his life is fueled by drugs, but for that it's for protection and love for his granddaughter. Um, Gail Bedecker, uh, the, the, the meth cook who Jesse had to shoot. Ah, uh, spoilers! Jesse shot in the face because he was competition. His life was fueled by drugs, but because of knowledge. He wanted to be the best chemist there was, and that's why he loved Walt so much, because Walt was a better chemist. And then there was uh, the people whose lives were literally fueled by drugs, like uh, Skinny Pete and Badger and, and Kristen Ritter's character, Jessica Jones. I think that was her <laughs> name in the show. And most of all, my favorite... Tuco. You guys remember Tuco? Yeah. He was the real crazy guy and he was like a super fucking drug addict. He'd be going, toy, toy, toy. Yeah. Love him. He killed a lot of people because he did too many drugs. His I life. Him, I get him confused with that guy from Euphoria. The 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 seven year old who sells drugs. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the scary the scary one who sells drugs to the kids. Oh, who sell drugs. the the one who makes her take fentanyl. Yeah. Oh man, I want to do fentanyl so bad. Nick's the look of shame on his face. <laughs> I don't want to do fentanyl. I don't. I don't. There are way easier ways to accidentally die. Um, drugs. This whole show is about drugs. Big, sure. beautiful, blue drugs. Um, oh, and Marie. Now, Marie's kind of the only one. Her life is fueled by lying at open houses and stealing commemorative spoons. So yeah. That's pretty cool, too. That's kind of like a drug. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're minerals. They're minerals. They're Marie. minerals, Marie. <laughs> I, think I kept thinking. Um, I kept thinking that this would be actually a really good one for meme fodder. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. I could see that. Yeah. Um, lots of drugs. Sure. Everyone's life is literally dictated by drugs in the show from That's the beginning true. till the end. The, yeah, the show's about drugs. Other than Walt Jr., whose life is fueled by breakfast. He's probably on medications <laughs> or something. I don't oh know. yeah, I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> like health. Like. I mean, when you think about it, we all have drugs in our lives too. You know, yeah. Yeah. coffee's a drug. Coffee's mm-hmm. a drug. Tons of drugs. Yeah, sometimes they're figurative drugs, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're real drugs like alcohol. Your love is my drug. Oh, really? Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> Kesha's <laughs> love is your drug. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, labyrinth, drug fueled. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? There's so, <laughs> there's so much bonkers stuff. It, it's it's like the whole thing is like is a trip. You're watching this movie. The labyrinth is constantly changing, shifting, like like a trip. You're you're like an M C Escher painting, right? And like sometimes literally an M C Escher painting. Uh-huh. Like they I'm built a set you. after it. Um, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's like a it, 
the very when Jareth first shows up, he's playing with this crystal ball and then it turns into a snake and you're like, whoa, how'd that <laughs> happen? Oh, drugs. <laughs> the labyrinth, there's like this a scene where she's getting like groped by all of these hands coming out of the wall. Like, like you know, getting like, like the spider bugs feeling yeah. crawling over you. Um, uh, there's the part with the fireies where they're like throwing their heads around. Like this whole the whole movie's a freaking trip. Like yeah. it's it's wild. All these things happening. Uh, he literally drugs her peach. So there's some literal drugs in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, the person who came up with the idea, Brian Froud, let his two-year-old Toby be the baby for this movie. He must have been on drugs to let that happen. (laughs) Um, Because they're just, like, tossing this baby around and stuff. Um, It was just a normal Sunday afternoon of baby toss. Yeah. Well, let me read you some of the lyrics to Magic Dance, uh, the song. Please do. Dance, magic, dance. Put that baby's spell on me. (laughs) Ew. Jump, magic, jump. Put that magic jump on me. Slap that baby. Make him free. (laughs) Ooh. Drugs. Uh, I'm n- okay. <laughs> I don't want to help your argument, but I will admit I've never slapped a baby unless I was on drugs. Right. The only time the, the only time you ever thought about slapping a baby. No, the only time I did it. I think okay. about it all. You the think time. about it all the time. Thinking about it right now. <laughs> you see it in your dreams. Um, so yeah, David Bowie, the Thin White Duke himself, known yeah. uh, for drug use. At this point, eighty six, he's probably not doing. Not like, as he's much. probably not clean as much. by that time. Um, but yeah. he had certainly a lot of problems with it. This movie, however. Shelby kind of like quickly touched her nose when she said that too. It was great. Ooh, boop. Yeah. Getting to my point. That's what it is. This is get ready yeah, for the point. Cocaine point. Um, Jim Henson directed this movie, mm-hmm. right? So outside of the fact that yeah, this was the '80s, lots of you know drugs just mm-hmm. around, wild and free. Um, Jim <laughs> Henson directed this, and his the whole artistic vision, right, of all these the wild stuff happening in the labyrinth, the illusions, the strange looking Muppets, the, the fireies with like their body parts being detached. Uh All of that is, is coming from Jim Henson's head. He, so you think, okay, Jim Henson must've been on drugs. (laughs) You would think that. However, in the, book the brian j jones biography jim henson the biography that's what it's called he talks about how <laughs> snappy title right frank on frank odds um yeah i wrote a word here i i don't know what it was but he says oh frank oz and others says that jim henson tried lsd and nothing happened what because huh. his brain is already there. Ha. This guy's, he's so, he's beyond drug fueled. He's so, he's like the embodiment of it because he tried drugs, the thing that would make most people come up with this stuff, and he's already there. <laughs> That's just already how his brain is. So he's like gone through drug field out the other side mm. to where this is just his natural state. He walks around thinking about this giant, you know, furry <laughs> Ludo creature controls rocks with his mind or his roar or something getting tortured by <laughs> these little goblins with weird mole rat things on sticks that bite him as they like hit him with it. It's incredible. Like he's already there. <laughs> There's a the quote from the book is that Jim didn't need chemicals to make to take his mind uh, to new worlds. His mind was already there. Whoa! And that's why I'm taking this whole drug fueled journey, this thing that must have been the inspiration of some kind of trip, and saying this is the result of the natural chemicals <laughs> going on in Jim Henson's mind already. Mm. I want to take the drug that is Jim Henson. Ha. Yeah. Oh, we should. Um, I got dig, a guy. We, dig, dig him up. Get, a, up get some, those chemicals. Some Jim Henson. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. I will say one thing, and look, that's a great argument. I think you are a, a special person. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't feel acid the first two times I took it. I've taken acid a lot, and I do feel it now. But the first two times I did it, the first time it was dropped on a sweet tart, and I took it with a guy named Crash. And Bandicoot? he, yeah, uh, it was. I was inside. Oh my god, I was inside a PlayStation. They yeah, worked. I think. Yeah, um, I think maybe it worked. No, it was a dude named Crash who was a townie from Normal, Illinois. So there we go. Uh, he felt him, and everyone else felt him, and I was trying to like, yeah, I am on drugs also, but I did not feel any of the acid the first time. And then the second time I took him, like 
A little bit. So like he might have gotten some bum acid. Is all. Like, Maybe not, it's water. Not all acid is is is, uh, is made equal. equally. No. Yeah. Uh, that's a great story, and I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'm also just disagreeing. I, with I feel you, you so talking down to me right now. Yeah. I uh, let me just say, Nick. I am. I feel attacked Good. because first of all, you have an argument I disagree with. Second yeah. of all, you stole my fan fiction bit from the Xena episode. And then, third of all, you're destroying my argument with your facts. <laughs> and I don't like that. Well, from now on, let's never talk about facts on this podcast again. Good. I think that, yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. All right. <laughs> and with that, we shall move on to Battle 3. Battle 3. The crowd goes wild. The crowd Yay! goes wild. Sam, you are really making sure I know what this <laughs> argument is. Waving okay. that piece of paper. This was the easiest argument we've ever had. How? No, this one was very difficult. <laughs> this one? Oh, okay. So I want to first explain the scene yeah. that in question from the scene uh, from something in, about Mary. Then I the won't cat. have to. So, thank um, you. so as we, we've explained the scene before on the podcast, uh, Ben Stiller answers the door for Cameron Diaz. He's got cum hanging off of his ear. She see, she's like, what Wait, is that? Wait, why does he have come on his ear? Oh, uh, Nick, he, you want to take this one? He masturbated before his... Have you seen there's something? It doesn't matter. He masturbated before his date with a girl that he likes because you got to kind of like... You do it to get less nervous, to kind of relax before a date. And he jerks off like because he doesn't have a lot of time. So he does it standing up at the bathroom. And against the laws of physics, his jism ends up hanging from his ear. It's, that, that sounds pro-law of physics, actually. What? That sounds pro-law of physics because like... Cum comes out of you like 70 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. This but is, uh, it doesn't Sam is also up. a premier cum scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're talking about the baking, like that's the most interesting thing <laughs> I'm about I'm telling you, you, science man, all about it. But it doesn't usually shoot up 70 miles an hour towards your earlobe. And then even they they show that ear it hangs, like it's yeah like you can it's hang and like he's you can and see she his goes, ear is that, in the shot and it's like clearly is not that there hair right gel yes so and she it, thinks it's hair gel she it takes it which she hasn't seen him in years that's right gross. and she she takes it off and of she his saw him ear earlier that day. and oh okay and she rubs it through her hair because she's like oh great I was out of hair gel cut to I her could use some. right cut to her they're they're in a restaurant talking. And when it when it cuts to her, she has her hair just like sticking straight up in the yeah. front. Uh, <laughs> it is the it is the funniest worst image of 1998. This it's is why I want to be in the writers' room of this show so badly because like <laughs> oh it was it was just the Farrelly brothers, so it wasn't a writers' room. It was just a closet filled with their farts, and they were laughing so hard. Right? Yeah, that's how they write they wrote movies. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen um, the Green Book? So imagine that happening like 40 times. Um, and then you get Jareth's hairstyle in, in the labyrinth. Oh my god, that's, that's really great. Um, so his hair—it's even so it's all like blonde, spiky, sticking out all the top, like all '80s hair yeah. in some way. Oh my god, um, is that what they were using as product? I would you be surprised? No. Yeah. So his hair is blonde, like Cameron Diaz, um, and and even to like show how much alike these things look i uh brought a visual aid. oh please please um, visualize us i will so here we go i even i even edit it for you so you <laughs> see the comparison uh let's see on the on the left we've got cameron diaz's hair sticking up at the front on the right we have david bowie's hair as we will be putting this up on our myspace so everyone can see yeah, it's the same person MySpace. it looks it's so similar it, their i hair don't color know who i would similar. rather have ravish me in that rabbit, uh, like they're both pretty attractive. Yeah, photo. they look really good. Um, but basically, <laughs> imagine Christ. that that come scene happening multiple times, and that's how David Bowie's hairstyle got made in this yeah. movie. And I think um, I just, you know, short, sweet, to yeah. the point yeah. argument. That's there's canon. not a lot yeah, of that's right. True. Exactly. There that's, we go. So that it. scene and something about Mary with the come in the hair. I I don't disagree with you at all. I think my argument is better. Sure but I do. loved. With the yarn you just thank you spun the journey that we went on together yeah we went on it together <laughs> the friendship is the cum hair you make along the way <laughs> the real cum hair was inside us all along <laughs> <laughs> either way okay so Breaking Bad and the scene in Something About Mary where she gets cum in her hair so I this was the first criteria that I chose this for because my argument is so rock yeah solid um 
in that scene, Mary, from the titular, there's something about Mary, she she asks Ted, she says, is there, is that hair gel? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And then she just very naively, very trustingly, just goes, oh, great. And you're right, this is someone that she doesn't know very well. Like, right. she hasn't seen him in a long time. Um, and she just, she's so trusting and she just automatically takes his word as truth and takes this unknown substance, puts it in her hair. That is silly. That's a silly thing to do. It's silly to trust someone that you really don't know that well that you haven't known since high school. I will say that, like, what else could it be? Like, she's the, <laughs> like, well, no. Otherwise, would it would have been come anything but hair gel. No, come. I yes. it could have been. Come. Nick, if I met someone who had something, hang- like a guy who had just had stuff hanging off his hair. And a white, ear, cloudy, milky mixture hanging off his Why ear. would you ever assume it was cum? Because it looks like <laughs> cum. Maybe she's a virgin. There's Maybe. been cum before. Yeah. But, okay, yes. So, so, but it's still naive to believe what he says and yeah. then to just take it at his word. It, and it, just to reach onto someone's hair or, or into, onto someone's ear and take something. Weird thing. And That's like, very familiar. Putting an unknown substance in your hair is strange. And Something. you know what? That reminds me a little bit of another kind of young, naive character from a TV show that I really like who believed everybody at their face value just a little too much. Mr. Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. He saw a man who had a little bit more like authority over him and he believed almost everything he said. Walt, he wrung him out to dry. There are so many times that Walt just completely gaslit Jesse, which is honestly what's been happening to Mary the entire movie. The entire movie of There's Something About Mary is about like this nice girl who's maybe a little bit too naive, a little bit too trusting, who just wants people, she just wants to be nice to people. Yeah. Like she wants people to like her and that's what Jesse really is too. Like he's just this sweet... Maybe a little, Jesse's a little dumb. That's not, uh, you know, like a sin. It's just like he just get, he just keeps getting mixed up with these dudes who just lie to him. Gustavo Fring uses him. Walter uses him. Tuco uses him. Crazy 8 uses him. And he's trying to do all this stuff like to appease people. He's trying to make people happy. And what do you do when you just try to make everyone happy? You get beat the fuck up and put in the on. hospital a lot mm-hmm. and you get cum in your hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. Mm-hmm. But at what point did Jesse take responsibility for his own actions? Right. Uh, honestly, not until like, season five. <laughs> and by that point, he was too fucked to really do it. Mary has a better chance, you know? Yeah. Um, she, had, so she had an hour and a half to figure out. She had out. an hour and a half, yeah. yeah. And uh, Breaking Bad had, what, like 56 episodes <laughs> like that were all 42 years. minutes long? So he had a lot longer, but uh, but he didn't do a great job. But they really, he really, he put all his faith into Walter, which is kind of what what Mary does every single time she meets a new guy. And sometimes you get cum in your hair. But that's not the kind of Mary I want to talk about. I want to talk about a possible new Mary who also reminds me of Breaking Bad. Because the Mary in the, te- in the movie is a little too naive, a little too trusting. But I want to think of her not like Jesse Pinkman. I want to think of her like the season three, episode four episode, Skylar White. It's a great episode. It's called IFT. Do you guys remember anything about this? Nope. So in this episode, Skylar is trying to divorce Walt, but Walt won't leave the house, and she won't call the cops on him because she's afraid of exposing him. And Walt won't leave. So you know what? You know what Skylar does? She goes out, and she has sex with her boss, Ted. Mm, I remember and, that. Very and, she, and she does it to destroy whatever's left of Walt's kind of like hope that these two might reconcile romantically. And it's called IFT because at the end of the episode, Walt's like, uh, Walter's like making dinner and he's like, I feel really good about our talk earlier. We were really honest. Yeah. And he like thinks everything's going well. And then Skylar, it's called IFT because Skylar looks him right in the end. She goes, I fucked Ted. And uh, what is Ben Stiller's name? And there's something about Mary. I haven't seen the movie. Me neither. <laughs> His name is Ted. I mean, I know it's Ted, yeah. <laughs> So I don't want Cameron I Diaz. Chills. I don't want Cameron. Oh, I did too. I don't want Cameron Diaz to be some naive, trusting girl who just like believes what a man says and gets cum in her hair. I want her to be a badass, blonde, hard ass. I'm saying the word ass a lot, but I want her to be a strong woman who knows what she wants and knows what she wants to take and what she wants to prove to people. And I want her to follow through. And maybe for her... Maybe for Mary, her fucking Ted doesn't literally involve fucking Ted. 
But she needs to, I want her to be in charge of the situation, and I want her to stick it to that man who's trying to convince her of bullshit. And don't get me wrong, Skylar doesn't always make a lot of great decisions in the show. But in this episode in particular, IFT, she really sticks it to Walt. She really kind of holds her own. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I don't want her to be I don't want Mary to be a Jesse. I want her to be a Skylar. And I want her to fuck Ted if she wants to fuck Ted. If she wants to get his cum, she should get it where she chooses. Where she chooses, not in her hair. I have a question. Yeah. If you were in this scenario where you somehow had cum on your ear mm-hmm. and someone came up to you and was like, "Oh, is that hair gel?" What would you say? I would probably say, "Oh, maybe," but I would wipe it away immediately. Right. Uh, the, right, right, like, right. Getting it off my ear is the first. Yeah, because step. that's what a normal human would do. Yes, yeah. Not, if someone not mentions a something character. being on my ear, regardless of what, oh, is that beef jerky on your ear? I would still touch my ear and is try that to a, remedy. Is that a wasp? <laughs> <laughs> I do have an issue where I just wake up most mornings with beef jerky is that, in my ear. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, is that David Bowie's package? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, it you know, with no stretching of the imagination at all. Breaking Bad and There's Something About Mary are basically the same show. In <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I um well with that I think that we can move on to our break section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Sam, on to do you have any, do you have any oh. questions, concerns? Do you have any? You know what? Something you want to argue with or? So I actually think I know who's gonna win. All right. Okay, well, well, don't tell us. Yeah, yet. give us a after the break. Yeah, that's exciting. That. Thank you. Yeah, you've already got one of the things you've got to get done during the break done. Done. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Right. Well, Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll be right back. Okay, guys. We'll be back. Bye. Wait. Wait. Soon. Wait. Wait. Zip. No, you hang out first. Uh, I'm no, gonna hang up. Uh, you hang out first. Wait. But I only want to hang up after I've heard you hang up. Click. Okay, bye. I faked it. I'm so sorry. <gasps> I'm still on the phone, too. <laughs> okay, be right back. It's break, Shelby. Merely days ago, I completed Richard Rosenthal's punishment of public Dark Crystal cosplay. I dressed as Mother Agra slash the Dark Crystal itself, all in purple, for Halloween and paraded around West Hollywood. It was great. Check the Instagram for pictures. Uh, by the way, if you tweet about us or mention us in a post or story on Instagram... I will write a xylophone song about you. Our fan Carter actually did both of those things. Where's his song, you ask? Well, it's right here. Carter is a great fan. Carter is a smart man. He shared us with his friends, so I wrote this song for him. <laughs> what fun. Now back to the show. And we're back. Here we are, and we are ready to hear what that punishment or reward is from our guest judge, Sam Perpignan. That's me. Yay. That's you. (laughs) All right, so this is a punishment and a reward, I think. Great. Great. So the loser will have to bake the winner a penis cake. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't mind losing that and making the right? throbbingest, veiniest. You could do yeah. vanilla or chocolate. You Any can do color. marbled, mm-hmm. whatever color. Can I do alien? Dip? Of course. Whatever yeah. that looks like. How do you know what that looks like? It's just green. He's, <laughs> he's been abducted a couple times. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't, and he they doesn't don't probial with the uh, medical equipment. Okay? <laughs> okay. It's with their alien costume. But he, it, he, I mean, of course he's consenting like you love it yeah. yeah um they actually probed me with the medical equipment and then i was like why are we why are we stopping yeah why are we why are we being around the bush here i'm all wide open now <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> love it wow this is so safe for work um <laughs> i love listening to it. okay so that's great baking that's a great baking love themed it. that's fantastic punishment. i love it okay so i guess we should hear what um, you can go one at a time and just yeah. let us know who right. won each round. Whatever order you want. All right. So for the category, which has to do with that scene from something about Mary about the cum in the hair. Uh-huh. So Shelby's argument was so strong. I was like blown away. So Thank I have to to Shelby. Thank you so much. I think that um, <laughs> when you pulled out that photograph of Mary and David Bowie together, I was like, I can't even tell who is who. It's like, yeah. it's like the same exact picture, the same exact scene. I didn't know what Instagram movie perfect. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. So Thank you so much. That goes to Shelby. Thank you. Yeah. 
So for the second category, which is drug-fueled, I feel like what better show about drugs and Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's yeah. no Thank comparison. You. I think Jim Henson, RIP, is he dead? Yeah. RIP from drugs, most likely. No, he came back to life. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, he's we should now. invite him to the show. He's yeah. coming over later. He couldn't make it early. Oh. Um, what if he's not dead and I'm just completely wrong? <laughs> I think he's fucking dead. dead. He's, I don't he's know. dead. If you're not dead, then watch out, Jim. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, Labyrinth was you know one of the druggiest films ever made. Absolutely. Right? But Breaking Bad is the druggiest yeah. like, show yeah. ever made. It's, so it's, it's literally definitely yeah, goes it's to literally Breaking about Bad. drugs. Yeah. Sure. So the third category, this one was really hard. This was in my mind. I, I the... thought about it for like a whole like 25 seconds. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's more time than I've put into any <laughs> major decision I've ever made in my yeah. life. Like ragtag friendship or inappropriate love pair. So yeah, There's a lot to approach it There's from. so mm-hmm. much in both. And I think you're both very, very right. Mm-hmm. But this one has to go to Breaking Bad as well. I think it does oh, because when it you. comes to a ragtag friendship, I think about nothing is more inappropriate than like a teacher student scenario. Obviously, older dude, younger woman is obviously like, you know, not okay it's either. Yeah. But I think when it comes to something that is more um, relatable, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like that just took it away from me. Because when you were 22, you made meth with your former I did. high school teacher. Right. Yeah. And That's why I picked it. That's why I picked <laughs> this is, show. I knew your really, backstory. Yeah, it is right? really relatable. Like, so <laughs> when, it, when I mean relatable, I mean like, you know, we all have had teachers. We have. And I think a part of us in our mind has kind of been like, what if I like fucked this teacher or like sure. did meth with them, you know? <laughs> I feel like that is just something that we've all thought about at some First point. First two things I and, think of when I start And bad, it like actually happened. So total ragtag team, um, Jesse Pinkman and Thank Walter White. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank Sam, you so much. Sam, you're a delightful much. guest. Is there Thank any... You. Oh, wow. still I... actually... Yeah. I can't wait to bake you this cake. Oh, cool. I get a cake in the shape of a penis. Yes. yes. You're going to have to... I'm so, so about cakes, but I love It's going to be perfect penis. for your, your bachelorette party. <laughs> it's February 2020, bitches! <laughs> Vegas ready. Uh, Jared is not going to hear from me for an entire weekend. (laughs) Okay, so the last thing we have to do is get that uh, the picks for next week. So go ahead and reach into that battle box and pull out three. Just one at a time and read them. Read them to us. Do we do drum rolls on this show? Is there but, drum uh, we do xylophone. <laughs> the first one is DIY project. Hey, one of yours. I wrote this one, y'all. I fucking love it when that happens. It's exciting. DIY projects. That's tough. The second one will be most passive aggressive. Ooh, Ooh. who wrote that one? Jess. Yeah. Yay. Your girlfriend apparently. <laughs> Podcast co-host. <laughs> and the third and final category will be great anti-hero. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, this is such like a normal one. Like, yeah, these <laughs> are all like, I can, I can wrap my mind around these. Right. Yeah. There's nothing about cum or penises or... Or it can be if you want it to be. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my penis has been quite the DIY project. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that means That's masturbating. Amazing. Yeah. Or like a very passive aggressive like explosion. Penis. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Penis explosion. Yes. I um Sam, is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, you can follow me at Salt and Sprinkles. That is salt letter N sprinkles for tons of yummy food content, Ooh. um, baking, cookies, cakes, cupcakes, a whole nine yards, and also a lot of behind the scenes for my kitchen. Yes. Awesome. It is great content. And your pictures are amazing. And, and where's your kitchen delicious. located? Where do you work? In my home. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm sorry. We'll he that needs also. your address. Yes. Yes. No. Um, I live at. I'm just tell kidding. me where you live and tell all the podcasters. My doors are double locked. <laughs> Good. Keep them double locked because now you're on a podcast and you need to be careful. Um, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you guys you. for having me. This was so you much fun. This was great. Thanks yes. for requesting Doritos. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. I love so now Doritos. that I know your address, I will come over unannounced <laughs> and bring you Doritos. He, you're just going to, it's going to be like that scene in Juno where he opens no. the mailbox Aww. and all the, 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 the Tic Tacs come the out. The cinnamon Tic Tacs. Yeah, or they're orange Tic Tacs. Oh, are they orange? I'm sorry. And then, sorry, um, Michael I think, I think so. And then, but yeah, it'll be like that with the Doritos. That's very oh, yeah. cute. That's was, a very cute scene. That's really cute. I was thinking of like an individual Dorito like leading to a dark alley, you know? Oh, no. And I just like pick oh, wow. them all up yeah. and eat them. Well, I wasn't thinking anything nearly as nice as what Shelby was <laughs> or as hopefully as scary as what's <laughs> right in the middle. Uh, 
Uh, Nick, is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, just you know, love. Sure. No, I'm kidding. Um, I've got another. I've got another podcast called The Hard Way Pod with Jess Mulder. You can check it out at The Hard Way Pod at all the places that you fuckers listen to podcasts. Awesome. Shelby, do you have anything that you would like to promote? You know what? I think future Shelby is going to take care of that after we leave. Okay. (laughs) Then if you could delete what present Nick said and just throw that into the Shelby future part, that'd be great. We'll see. We'll we'll see see. who edits this episode and how we feel about it. Yeah, that's true. I actually know for a fact you are. Oh, great. Fun. Then I, then no, I'm going to leave it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And like, uh, I'm like, what do we say at the end of this podcast? Keep arguing with your friends. Keep arguing with your friends about hair Mm -hmm. and cum and drugs. Yes. And whether Walter White was a sociopath the entire time. He was. He was. He was. I agree. So I guess that's not an argument we're having. Anyway, bye. 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 Here I am, future Shelby, as promised. Thanks for listening. Like my old Break Shelby counterpart said, follow us on Instagram at Contest of Content or Twitter at Contest underscore Content and post about us, share us with your friends, and you will get your very own personalized xylophone song. Or don't, but please do. You can also rate and review us where you listen to podcasts. Um, or don't, but please do. Nick has another show called The Hard Way Pod, and I have another show called The Rom Complex if you want to give either of those a listen. We're here to entertain. Please be entertained. Or don't, but please do. Okay, bye!